Hi, friend, and welcome to the Brand Strategy Podcast, a show created to equip you with the inspiration, encouragement, and clarity you need to build the brand of your dreams. I'm your host, Bonnie Bakhtiari, brand designer, strategist, and founder of The Illum Retreat. From sustainable strategy to heartfelt encouragement, each episode is designed to equip you with the tools you need to chase after your dreams. Because you deserve a brand that empowers you to do what you love, connects with your dream clients, and offers a deep sense of fulfillment along the way. So grab a cup of coffee and join me on this journey, won't you? Friends, welcome back to the Brand Strategy Podcast, where today we are talking all about how to elevate your client experience with CRM with the incredible Kelly Esquilin. Now, if you haven't had the opportunity to connect with Kelly before, I'm really excited to be able to have her on the show today because she has this incredible background of over 10 years as a graphic designer. And she has taken that experience and she has brought that into her work that she does as a part of Kay and Co. Studio. Now, Kay and Co. Studio is this absolutely amazing business that offers all of these fantastic VIP services and kind of done for you experiences that will help you utilize your CRM as a designer, as a service provider, in order to experience a newfound sense of confidence so that you can take the reins of your business in honestly, as little as three weeks. So the cool thing about what Kelly does is like so many of us who have maybe started our business at one point and then experienced a pivot, she's used her experience as a designer in the past to create this really fantastic service that now enables other designers to spend more time serving their clients at a higher level and spend less time feeling frustrated by the admin work and the processes and like all the behind the scenes that usually go into uh, the work that we do as designers. So I'm really excited for us to get to talk about how you can leverage a CRM, so something like HoneyBook or something like Dipsado, in order to take your client experience to the next level so that you can wow your clients with a stellar service just like Kelly has over the years that she's been in business. So Kelly, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I'm so excited to get to connect with you and have this conversation. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Well, if you're up for it, uh, I'd love it if you could share a little bit more about who you are and what you do and, you know, kind of what it is about CRMs that really drew you to that uh, after your experience as a graphic designer. Okay, sure. So as you said, I've been a designer for about 10 years, well, a little bit over it now. And in doing so, I've always had a full-time job, but whenever I wanted to do freelance or start a side business of my design studio, I knew I needed systems. Or my, my very first thing that I set up was how to get clients through this process as quickly as possible, as easily as possible, so that it's simple for them and simple for me, which led me to a CRM system, which led me to a workflow and a process. And that's kind of where it started. Um, and then once I stopped designing, I realized that after talking to all the people I helped out and after talking to other designers in the community, when I told them about my process and what I was doing, they were just surprised and kind of like, wow, I never knew it could be that simple. I never knew it could be that easy. How do you do that? And then I said, oh, this could be a really nice pivot. And I like helping people organize their business and create a plan. And I never knew this could be something I could do professionally until I started. 
I love that. And I, I love how it was something that, you know, you you saw a need essentially, like you were having conversations with people and they were saying like, wow, that's so great. I like had no idea you could do that. And you're so organized and like all these amazing things. And you saw that and you, you saw that that was a need that the industry had, that what was coming to you naturally doesn't necessarily come to everyone else naturally. So I, I just love hearing that that's really kind of what started to draw you to this work that you do. But I know that with what you do, you spend all day probably working in the back end. You're super familiar with all the different CRMs. So like, what's the big deal with CRMs anyway? You know, like before we get too deep into this conversation, (laughs) why should designers even, even like bother with, with having a CRM if they want to take their client experience to that next level? So really the, the reason why you want it is the client experience side. So mm-hmm. when you talk to a client in the very beginning or talk to a lead, you're talking to them through email, you're sending them a PDF, you are maybe sending them something through DocuSign or HelloSign, you're scheduling a call via, via Calendly or Acuity, and then you're actually you know, asking for payment if they say yes through another platform. Now, you may have been talking to this person for a week and you've just communicated with them through five different services. (laughs) And all of those services are sending them separate emails because it's not you sending the same email with all of these links. No one's ever that organized. It's always an email from the service that you're using. So these clients are like, oh, is this email you? Is this from you? Are you asking me for this? Instead of it just being super simple, uh, yeah, this is all from me. It's all coming from one email address. You're going to one system to get all of this done. And it's just, it lets people trust you from the very beginning. It puts their trust in you to say, okay, I know I'm not hiring you for your organization, but I know you're going to take my business in your hands and help me, you know, move to the next level. I want to know that you're already there. Mm, Okay. So, so basically it helps us kind of make a really professional first impression, right? Exactly. Yeah. Ah, got it. Okay. And I know, like, I'm, I kind of am like laughing a little bit to myself over here because I remember when I first started my business, this is, you know, like way before I ever found HoneyBook, which is my CRM that I've been using for years now. Um, and I was definitely that designer who was sending, mm-hmm. you know, like using this over here to send the contract and this over here to take the payment. And it was, it was like a whole, like kerfuffle of things. And I, um, I know that we all start there, right? Like I know that I'm not the only person who's been there. So we all start somewhere, but at what point do you think designers should take the leap from kind of the, the like assortment of all the different apps and systems to consolidating and, and making that decision of like, no, I'm going to go all in with one CRM. I think that time hits when you are starting to dread the onboarding or you're like, oh, this is going to take me a while when you're customizing that like PDF proposal again for another person that is just like, this could be simpler. This could be a little bit easier. How could I make this go faster? Um, Or if you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to hire a VA to help me out with this. Have you tried this other option first? Just try it out. And then if you need help with that, Sure. But um, I like to say it's as soon as onboarding someone starts to become a little bit of a hassle or getting that lead or going through all the steps becomes a little bit annoying or just takes up too much of your time. Um, 
the now it's time to look for something else to do. Mm, that makes sense. And what kind of CRMs, like are there specific ones out there that you personally like and that you you recommend to designers? Well, for designers specifically, my top choices are HoneyBook and Dipsado. And it's not because I use them both, but I think some people like to say like, oh, I use um, Asana. I've heard people say Asana, ClickUp, Trello, and it's great to manage a product, but you know, you can't take a signature through those systems. You can't take a payment mm. through those systems. You can't automate emails through those systems, but you can with HoneyBook and Dipsado. And they both have features that for designers, I think should be used more or should be used in a way that like people aren't using them yet. Mm, yeah, that's a really, really important distinction to make because I know internally I use Asana for like internal project management. So that's kind of, I like to think of like Asana is what keeps me organized mm -hmm. and HoneyBook is what, you know, like helps me sure accept money, it. you know, like <laughs> HoneyBook is where my clients are and, and that's how I'm accepting payments. I'm getting contracts signed. That's how I'm communicating with people. That's how I'm, you know, sending like, like, you know, proofs back and forth. Um, and so I, I love that you made that distinction because you're right. Like, I think it's, especially with something like ClickUp or Notion, it's easy for us to, you know, fall in love with how user-friendly it is and how beautiful it is and, mm -hmm. you know, like how customizable it is. But we do, we, you know, you're right. We do want to think about like, how are we capturing signatures on contracts and how are we setting up payment plans and things like that in a way that is polished and streamlined and, you know, serves our clients well in a sense. Agreed. Because then what's going to happen is, yes, they're communicating through one platform if you are using those project management systems, but you are still having to connect them with other softwares. Like you're still having to connect that system with the invoicing system, the contract system, the, the pay plan, the payment plans, the scheduling. Mm -hmm. So you're still stuck on using five softwares now instead of one or two. Mm, right, right. So um, I'm curious, like what are some common mistakes that you see designers make when it comes to using a CRM from, you know, like start to finish with a project? So, you know, like what we're just talking about, I'm hearing, okay, you know, one one thing that maybe, you know, we're not quite doing as as well as we could be is like using a CRM to to help us work smarter and not harder. But I'd love to hear like, are there other kind of mistakes or missteps that you're seeing designers make that we can focus on on, you know, just tightening up? I think a major part of it is just missed opportunities with templates. And of course when I say templates, people are like there are so many templates you could have, but number one is canned emails. Um, just having those templated emails that you know you're going to send ready. And of course, they don't all have to be used in a workflow. I think that's what messes people up too. Like they think every canned email they have in their system needs to be attached to some sort of workflow and automated in some way. And that's not true. A lot of my canned emails when I was a designer was sending out proofs. Like I knew what my design process was. So I already had the email set. For me to send you out the first proof of your branding suite and the first proof of your collateral designs and even the revisions of those the second and the third revisions because i knew you got three revisions so instead of me you know writing the same email or copying and pasting those emails were already ready and i told you like the deadline for this is due in two days by 4 p.m was 
already bolded, was already highlighted. Mm. It was ready for me to just attach what I had to attach and send. And then it got to the point where, um, you know, there were a lot of questions or people didn't know how to comment on a PDF. And there were a lot of back and forths and like, you know, write edits. But then I realized with either, with both HoneyBook and Dosado, you can kind of create those feedback forms where you can, you know, add images and then ask questions right underneath the images to get your client's feedback in one. And once you create one template of that feedback form, you can use it for every client and just switch out the images. And Mm -hmm. that saves you so much time now. And it's easier for your client to give you feedback. So there's just a few missed opportunities that it's like, if we dig a little further, this could give us everything we wanted. I love how you phrase that as it's just a missed opportunity because right? Like if we're aware of those missed opportunities, we can go back and we can, you know, like take advantage of that and we can use that to help serve our clients really well. And I really appreciated how you highlighted some really practical ways that we can use, you know, templates, especially those canned emails or even those forms, those like feedback forms with Mm -hmm. clients, because I, I totally agree. I think that when I look at, you know, some of the designers inside my community, I feel like that's something that's kind of tripping them up is like writing those emails from scratch every single time. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that like, yes, we have the ability, we have the permission to, to like change that and to use templates that we can then tweak so that it feels custom and more tailored to the client can be such a valuable way to save time. I'm curious. So you were talking about, you know, how we can in both HoneyBook and Dubsado, we can, you know, kind of tweak, you know, different things in order to create these more interactive feedback forms so that clients aren't, you know, trying to like make a comment on a PDF or, you know, like <laughs> physically sign off on, on like a, you know, document that way. With HoneyBook specifically, uh, at the time of recording, kind of a, a newer feature that they've rolled out recently is the introduction of flows. So yeah. do you think that from what I know of flows, I think flows could be a really easy way to set up a more interactive kind of um, revision process or like proof presentation with design work. But I would love, since you're the expert, I would love to get your thoughts on, do you think that flows can be a useful part of that? It definitely can. I think with flows though, people, because there's so much customization you can do, people try to make them more complicated than they need to be. Um, so you don't need to have a three-page flow for revising or going through your branding suite. It can all be one page. You don't have to make it multiple pages because you're allowed to make it multiple pages. I think that's what gets people tripped up is that they think because flows allows me to do so many things, I have to do each one of those things. In reality, you don't. So for people who don't have flows, the brochure can do this. You can add images, you can add two columns, you can add questions. And that's really all you need. So for flows, I love it because it allows you to do so many different things in one, but you don't need to do all of those things in each, you know, each flow that you're sending. So when it comes to the feedback forms, I think if you keep it one page or you, or if you want to make it multiple pages, like one page can be branding, one page can be collateral, one page can be website, stuff like that. But if you're only sending the branding, it can all be one page, but I definitely think flows could help. But instead of just asking questions, I would utilize it to say, you know, and now you can schedule a 
you can schedule a meeting at the end on the last page or if you realized you wanted an extra service you know add it on i think that's a nice key feature to use for flows to kind of you know get 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 your money's worth out of the new feature instead of it just being questions if you want it to do a little bit more then you can say hey you've got this but we can also give you you know a custom pattern or letterhead or something like that and that only costs a hundred bucks especially if they love what they're doing they can easily just add that on and pay for it right now so you know when you get the feedback back you just got to add one piece onto the design so. mm. i also think like as you were saying that like the the gear started turning for me because I could also see how for designers who maybe they include a set number of revisions inside um, each package, Mm -hmm. and let's say a client is exceeding that number of revisions, at the end of the flow, it would be so easy to say like, hey, if you want to continue to take an additional pass at this, or if you want to keep making edits, here's where you can basically purchase. Yeah. And I, I just, I never, that's so, that's like such a like elegant and simple solution that I hadn't really thought of. But now that, you know, you start talking about the ways we can use flows and how it can be more than just the questions. I, I think that that is a really useful uh, thing for people to keep in mind if they happen to be a HoneyBook user. Mm-hmm. And then also for flows, it's, it's a new feature and it's great. The thing that trips me up, of course, is the name because we call our workflows workflow. Right. And now they're called automations. So I'm just like, okay. It's, it's, yep. it's, 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 I totally. Thank you so much. In the, in the Honeybook Pros Facebook page, we are, we're dying a little bit. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's, that's hilarious. And that's one of the things though that like I appreciate about Honeybook is like, yeah, like so flows are new. And I know that in my own experience of working with them and like, you know, trying to learn, you know, this new feature, um, there are some things that, you know, maybe don't feel as intuitive as I want them to be or something like that. But what I love is that we have a Facebook group where we can go and offer feedback specifically on flows. They've got mm-hmm. a really, a really responsive support team. So I don't know about you, but personally, I feel like if I ever do run into an issue or I have a question or I like just like want to share a thought of like this could be easier from a user experience standpoint. I appreciate that I at least get the impression that HoneyBook is listening. Oh, they are definitely listening. We've had so many meetings on the pro side about the HoneyBook saying, oh, customers want this and they want that. And and we're like, yeah, we want it too. Or we say our customers are saying this and they are really, really responsive. And I think that's one of the major features of HoneyBook that you're not going to find anyplace else. Absolutely. For sure. Oh, and for those who were tuning in today, as we're just like, you know, sitting over here talking about like how much we love HoneyBook and how great the service is. If you haven't tried out HoneyBook and you want to, you can actually uh, try it out completely for free using my link. And if you go to beasforbonniedesign.com slash HoneyBook, you can sign up for a free trial. You can check it out. And if you love it, using that link, you actually can also save on your subscription. So just a little fun fact for those of you who you've been hearing us talk about it and you want to check it out. But back to our conversation. Okay, so we've been talking about like some missed opportunities when it comes to using a CRM to like mm-hmm. elevate the client experience. Since since I know that you actually offer that like signature done for you VIP service where you actually go in and like set up a CRM for a client. 
what are some of your favorite ways that you like to see people using a CRM in order to invite their clients into a really thoughtful kind of experience? So I think the best way to do it, I try to toe the line if it being simple for the business owner and also what the clients are going to see and it being simple for them. So I like not to bombard people in one email. So if your welcome email has a welcome guide, it's telling people about the client portal and maybe telling people that you're going to send them a Slack or a, you know, a Trello or ClickUp invitation. I like to say that's all you do. Take a beat, take a day or two, and then send them something else. A lot of people like to throw everything they can in the very first email. When I'm thinking the first email, it's coming automatically. They just signed your contract. They just paid. Now they're getting this welcome email. Give them a day to go through stuff or give them a day to, you know, decide what's not decide, but kind of get prepared for what's going to happen next before you send them the first homework assignment. Or I think the only thing that I like doing in the welcome email is sending a link to schedule a call to say, let's get started. Because some people are very into, I want to start immediately. So, okay, schedule a call. And of course, the call won't be for another couple of days, probably two or three. So everyone still has time to digest that we are now entering this journey together. So the main thing that I like to do is give, give breaks to clients and then give reminders to clients, like you send out a homework reminder, not every CRM system will allow you to check to say if they didn't complete this form, if they didn't complete this in a week, send this email. Um, Dubsado is great with those type of, with, uh, I'm sorry, with those types of automations. Mm-hmm. But either with either HoneyBook or Dubsado, I always say if the homework is due in two weeks, send an email in one week to remind them. Because if you tell me something is due on March 1st, or if you tell me something is due, you know, three weeks from now today, you're going to have to remind me in a week and a half because mm-hmm. it's all, it's out of my brain. If it's not due this current week, I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm going to put it on a list somewhere, but then I'm going to keep writing in my notebook and I'm going to forget I made that list. So you've got to remind me. And I feel like you have to think about that type of experience when you're talking to your clients in a workflow working with you. If you're in a Slack channel together, great. You have a chance to remind them. But if you're not, have those weekly, just general reminders. No matter if they already finished it, no matter if you already talked to them about it, just say, hey, this is happening in a week. We start in a week. Just, Just trigger those type of things to remind people that things are happening. We are moving forward. That's a really, really great set of, uh, you know, kind of points there to, to think through. So what I what I love about this is all these all these insights you're sharing are such elegant solutions for ways to like serve our clients really well. So you know things that you've been sharing are you know like think about the pacing, think about the timing of the workflows that you're using or the automations that you're using, you know, think about ways that you can simplify your client experience by using templates, you know, these, these really thoughtful steps that I think at least on my end, I sometimes I think I might fall into this mindset of like thinking that, you know, it needs to be complicated, but hearing you talk through some of the the opportunities we can take advantage of and some of the ways that we can set up our CRMs in order to help us help our clients, 
they're so clear and so so accessible in a way. Like I I think that you know, if I were starting from scratch, this would get me excited about taking that, those next steps and actually setting up my CRM because, you know, y- you make it so easy to understand <laughs> how we can move forward. Oh, that's great. Um, I think the other part of it is simply for people who have been doing this for a while and they already have the process, I would say go through what you're doing and see if there are any FAQs you can answer. Mm-hmm. So that's also another part of it, of saying that, hey, you know, when you started, you didn't ask people this question, but then you realized, you know, eight clients later, 10 clients later, that you always have to ask them for this. Make it a homework assignment. Now you know that that needs to be a new email in your workflow. There needs to be a new homework assignment or a new section in your questionnaire. So I, I even for me, and I set this up myself, I go back into my workflow and I streamline it or, you know, edit it maybe once a quarter, just to make sure that the timelines are working, has my process changed. Just recently, homework for me used to be due two weeks before my VIP day. Now it's due three weeks before because I've realized my team didn't have enough time to edit stuff and design stuff. And for me and the client to have a meeting and to go back and make revisions. That I said, hey, this workflow needs to be a little bit more spread out because it's going too fast mm. right now. Um, and it was just the the clients felt okay with it, but just me on my side, I said I need to spread this out. So, yeah. but going back into your workflows every three months for people who are established is always great to just say, is this still working? What has been clients' feedback? What has been my team's feedback? Hey, yourself. Hey, me. What is my feedback? Could this be better? So. <laughs> I really, really appreciate that insight because I, you're right. It, it can be easy for us to kind of get in a groove with something and get into like a rhythm with it and, and not really question it or not revisit it to, you know, edit it or try and try and even streamline more because we get so comfortable with it. But I really appreciate that you work that into your schedule on a recurring basis. So it sounds like you're always looking for those opportunities to make something easier, either easier for you or easier for the client. And that's the kind of like consistent growth and the consistent kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, the kind of like improvement basically that Mm -hmm allows you to keep evolving in a way where you're always serving your client to the highest ability. And I, I can imagine that because you follow that process with yourself and with your team, it allows you to consistently put out work that you and your team are, are proud of too, right? Yeah. We take a lot of um, pride in what we do. And I don't want anyone to ever leave me saying, I can't use what Kelly set up and or i can't use this so it came to the point that oh one good example is i think i've ran into two or three clients okay so i'm the person that if one person says one bad thing about my service i'm going back to the drawing board and i'm re and i'm changing it i'm making it so no other person is ever saying that to me again Mm -hmm. which is like you don't have to do all the time but that's just how i am um (laughs) so when i think i had one or two clients say okay, you know, you've set this up, but I haven't used it yet. And then I had to ask them why. They said, oh, you know, I don't know Dipsado that well. I don't know HoneyBook that well. And I'm like, I felt really bad that they spent this money on this system and they don't know how to use it. So it's almost like, or has people say like, okay, are you going to teach me 
how to use it now. And I was like, hold on, you just paid me money to make you a custom Ferrari, but now you don't know how to drive a stick ship? Like, why should you ask for a, a Ferrari? <laughs> so, so now I actually add it into my contract where it has linked lessons where it says, hey, you have to agree to these three things that either A, you have the equivalent of these, you know, one-on-one courses for Honeybook and Versado. B, you're going to take them before your VIP day. Or C, you've already taken them. Mm. And that's in my contract now. So it's like, you you told me you had this. You told me you knew this. Or you told me you were going to get this knowledge. So at the end of this, I do have a tutorial vault to help you. I give you a walkthrough video to help you. But now, you know, you signed up for this knowing that you didn't know it. But you signed up promising that you would learn it soon. And I always give them resources to learn the basics. Um, because, you know, you need to know what certain parts of what I'm building for you are. I don't want you to mm-hmm. look at me and decide, like, what is a proposal or what pieces are in a proposal. I'm like, okay, I need you. I need you to, mm-hmm. I need you to have played with, I need you to have played with the system a little bit, or I need someone on your team to have played with the system a little bit before I build it for you. And then again, you're mad at me because you haven't used it yet because you don't know how to. That is such a fantastic example of, you know, again, like how you are adapting, you're constantly improving your experience in order to serve your clients well. And and also, you know, make sure that the, the experience that you're delivering is actually something that they can use. And I just think it's genius to include that in your contract in order to better qualify the people who are signing up to work with you so that you know you can have that confidence on your end as a service provider. When I hand over this system to you, when I hand over the keys to this Ferrari, you know how to drive it. And you're not just going to like have it parked in your driveway looking gorgeous. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm curious. One question I always love to ask here on the podcast is about what kind of encouragement or final piece of advice you would want to share to those who are tuning in today, who've been following along, who've been getting excited and starting to see all the possibilities of how a CRM could actually help them and help them serve their clients well. So for those who are tuning in who are getting ready to use that CRM to wow their clients, what kind of, you know, parting words, encouragement, or thoughts would you want to share with them? Um, I would say don't get overwhelmed. It can be a lot, especially if you've never used one of these systems before. You have to learn what your process is, learn what the system is, learn what you need for the system, and then learn how to make it work for you. And that is a lot of knowledge you have to gain or a lot of tutorials you have to go through to be able to get from A to Z. It's not as daunting as it sounds, and you don't have to do it all at once. I know people who want a beautifully designed this, you know, ASAP, but it's like, you don't need that yet. You just need it to work. You just need the questionnaire. You don't need it to be CSS. You know, you just need a service guide. You don't need it to be 18 pages. You just may need it to be five. So you start small and then you can always grow and build and do more. And then once you get started, you'll learn what the system can do and can't do. You'll learn what you need and what you don't need. Um, You'll learn hacks for making it do what you need it to do, but you don't need to do that all at once. So just start small and build. Hmm. 
Such great advice and such practical advice for more than just setting up with CRM, you know, like lots of <laughs> lots of things that we can apply that to in life and in business. So I really appreciate that you shared that. Now, I know that folks who are tuning in today are going to want to be able to follow along with you and get to learn more about you and the incredible work that you do. So where can they connect with you and the K&Co Studio online? So Instagram is where I'm at all of the time, even if you, I love voice notes for questions because I'll respond in the voice note every single time. <laughs> um, so you can follow me on Instagram at K&Co Studio and yeah, I'm here to answer all of your questions. Awesome. And of course, we will have that link in the show notes as well as the link for this really amazing challenge that Kelly is sharing with us. It's it's this, this challenge, this three-day challenge that is delivered to your inbox that shows you how to plan out your entire client journey and strategize your workflows in just three days so that you can start to put your processes on autopilot and fully focus on designing Kelly, this sounds like such an amazing challenge. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. No problem. So basically what I just said earlier about how it's, this can be daunting, I'm, this three-day challenge will help you get through the first part of it. Like once you do this three-day challenge, you'll be able to say, okay, let me pick a system. Let me build what I need for each system. And you'll already know because this challenge will tell you. And so you'll, you've, you've already done the first part. So now you... Maybe you've got two, three weeks of work left. Absolutely amazing. So friends, if you want to grab your spot as a part of this free challenge, just go to brandstrategypodcast.com and click on the latest episode link. And there you will find the show notes from this episode, the link to join this amazing challenge that Kelly has put together. And you'll also find a full transcript of this conversation. So if you heard Kelly dropping just an incredibly genius thought and you want to go through and see what she said word for word, you absolutely can check that out in the transcript. Now, Kelly, thank you so much for joining me, for spending your time in this way with us and for sharing your expertise because I know, and you know this, CRMs can feel daunting for so many people, not just designers, but thank you so much for helping us make sense of it and figure out how we can use a system like this to help to elevate our client experiences. I'm happy. I'm happy you had me. I'm happy I was back. Friends who are tuning in, thank you as always for your support, for tuning into this episode. If what Kelly shared today was helpful in any way, be sure to reach out to her, connect with her, show her lots of love. And if you know of an industry friend who could use the same kind of advice around creating a CRM and using a CRM to the fullest for your client experience, be sure to pass this along because the more knowledge we're able to share in this online community, the more we're able to help each other grow. So as always, I'm cheering y'all on from Waco. Thank you so much for joining me today, friend. Before you go, I would be so grateful to receive your feedback on the Brand Strategy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general has helped you grow your brand, I'd really appreciate it if you left us a review in iTunes. Your positive reviews enable the Brand Strategy Podcast to continue to grow and reach like-minded creatives just like you. Thank you for all your support and encouragement as together we pursue building brands with purpose and intention. Until next time, I'm cheering you on from Waco.